worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Verses 1 through 10, Exodus chapter 1. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the wisdom, the power, the grace, the insight that's found in your word. Thank you for the way your word touches us, blesses us, and empowers us to be faithful followers of you. Lord, cause your word to go forth and accomplish all that you desire that it accomplish in our lives. And thank you for the gift of your word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time as well. Father, we're so thankful that we can come before your holy throne today, and we recognize it's because uh, we're clothed in the righteousness of your Son, your Son dying a terrible death on the cross for us. We rejoice in that today, Father. We pray for the broadcast, for the listeners to hear exactly what you want to say to them and give them strength and courage to respond in a way that is best for them and the way that honors you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are very blessed and honored to have with us in studio today Kendra White and Ann Cockrell. They're the radio broadcast hosts of the broadcast here on American Family Radio, Hannah's Heart. Kendra and Ann, good to have you all with us today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes, sir. All right. Great to have you all. And I want to ask if you all will take a moment now to further introduce yourselves to our listeners. Lots of our listeners probably hear or do get a chance to hear Hannah's heart, but then there are those who, for whatever reason, may not have caught that. If you all will just further introduce yourselves and tell them what the mission and work of the broadcast Hannah's heart is about. Um, so I'm Ann, and uh, 
let's see, we started Hannah's Heart, or I guess Hannah's Heart started um, last October, so a year ago in October 2022, um, and it has just blessed my heart so much getting to be a part where the idea came from was my husband and I struggled with infertility, and we had experienced um, multiple miscarriages by the time I started working at AFA a few years ago. And so just before then, it just felt, went through a very, very lonely time of not feeling like I had someone who understood the pain of infertility and miscarriage. And so you never do wish that on someone else at all. But when you're, you feel like you're walking through it by yourself, it's a very lonely place to be. So, um, when I, finally put into words what my heart was feeling to, to when I talked to Wesley about it and to Walker and just told him, you know, I feel like this could be something AFA could offer. It was kind of like the Lord just started mm-hmm. all of a sudden I would hear, I heard about Kendra and somebody was like, you need to talk to her. Like she's going through the same thing. And then another girl here and then an older lady here who had experienced um, the walking through infertility at our age. Um, and so the Lord just used that and we kind of went with it and he has just blessed us so much walking through that. It, th- the crazy thing mm-hmm. is, is we uh, started talking about Hannah's heart, COVID hit, it kind of all slowed down the process because we were not in the office so much at all. And so um, then all of a sudden we get plans a going and I end up finding out I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> I remember you coming to me and being like, am I still allowed to be on hand? Yeah, it was the weirdest was like, Yes, <laughs> you are. I was like, am I kicked out of the group now? I don't, you know. Um, it was so crazy because uh, it, that had never happened before. Mm-hmm. And so then here Miracle we are. Baby. Yeah, here we are, you know, getting ready to launch an infertility ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's that seeing how the Lord has just blessed us through Hannah's heart and getting to hear from so many listeners and um, new listeners, mm-hmm. uh, people that might not have heard of AFA before, but somehow, you know, searched infertility and found some of our programs that way. It's been really neat to hear those stories and get to be a part of, you know, their little group now. Yeah. And I, I had the most refreshing conversation with Anne um, when people told me, you've got to talk to Anne. <laughs> and she had been on this journey a lot longer than I had. And um, we immediately realized that other people need that. Mm-hmm. They need that breath of fresh air of someone to remind them that you are not alone on this journey, yeah. that this is not um, God punishing you, um, that yes, he's still in control. And also that a child isn't the ultimate aim of life, right, but our ultimate right. aim is to glorify God. And we you know, really felt like that would be a great theme for a podcast. Yeah. Um, the name Hannah's Heart um, comes from Hannah in the Bible who struggled with infertility and um the Lord ended up blessing her with a child and she said, Lord, you know, if you give me a son, I'm I'm gonna give him back to you. And we loved this prayer that she kind of prays after um um after all that happens. And her heart was just so on the Lord and to bring him glory and honor. And we said, you know what, if if the Lord ever gives us children, we want to have Hannah's perspective where right. they're not ours, they're his. Yeah. And um 
yeah, and then lo and behold, a few months into Hannah's heart, I ended up conceiving. Ours was a uh, a miracle baby as well. And um, we, of course, talk on the podcast a lot about how nobody's story is the same. Right. And we don't by any means preach that, oh, if you start a podcast, you're going to have a right. baby, you know, or if you just serve the Lord, you're going to have this. You know, I don't think God promises us um, easy answers, but it is very encouraging to hear stories of the creative ways that God builds people's families. And that's one of the things we love on the show is that we've had people um, that have ended up having, um, you know, miracle conceptions. We've had people that have ended up adopting overseas, um, people that have adopted here. Um, We have some people that um, have even done snowflake adoption, which is one of the things we're going to talk a little bit about today. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you all for sharing about that. If someone wants to listen to Hannah's Heart, when can they hear it? They can hear us every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. Central on AFA. And then we are available basically anywhere you can find podcasts, but on Mm -hmm. AFA.net and then on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. All righty then. And, of course, podcasts of every broadcast obviously are available once they once it's aired live it's, as well go binge so. hannah's heart we encourage yeah, you it. Can do it we've had people say that they do that so yeah. um just say that they felt like they were heard for the very first time mm-hmm. hearing some of our stories mm-hmm. okay well before we move into the main topic we're looking at today i want to ask you all whatever's on your heart to pray for before we move in that direction i want to ask you all to each to pray if you would please Well, I'd like to pray um, that the Lord would open up our listeners' um, hearts to be willing to be receptive of whatever God's plan for them is. So, Father God, I I know um, how painful it is to desire a child and to feel like it comes so easy to other people um, and to have this deep, deep, deep need (laughs) to hold a child. Um, And I thank you that we can bring all of our desires to you and lay them at your feet. And I pray for a spirit of surrender for our listeners, Lord, that are struggling with this, that they would be willing to take their needs and lay them on the altar and say, Lord, may it be to me, as you have said, just as Mary, when the angel came to her and she said, you know, I am the Lord's servant. Lord, may we have open hands to receive whatever it is that you want to give us. And may we have the hearts of servants that are ready to serve you no matter what journey you call us on. And I I pray for hope for everyone listening. Um, I thank you that we do not grieve as the world grieves, but we have you, Jesus, to help us through the darkest of days. I'm going to pray for maybe people who aren't struggling themselves with infertility, but how they might could help someone through Mm -hmm. an adoption. Uh, Lord, I come to you just to thank you for letting us be on this program. This is such a special program that AFA offers, God, and I just thank you for the heart behind this time of really just worship for you, God, as we're talking about you and the things that you do and then just coming to you in prayer so many Mm -hmm. times just in the next 60 minutes, God, and I just thank you for this time that we Mm -hmm. can do that, Father. I pray over this topic as we're talking about the sanctity of human life and as we're talking about um, the details that come up with this topic, Lord. God, if there's someone out there that maybe isn't struggling with infertility or child loss but wants to know how to help 
a couple who might be, I pray that you show them where they can stand in the gap for this couple, God. If that's praying for them, if that's bringing them a meal, if that's financially helping them with an adoption, Lord, I just pray that you open pastors' hearts on how a church could be able to help with the ministries like this, because that is what it is, God. You've called us to multiply, Lord, and you know, a lot of times that's how it feels as a mama in waiting is what we like to call it, God, because I know what that feels like to feel like I'm supposed to be holding a baby, but I don't have a baby to show for it. And so I just pray um, that you show us as uh, Christians how we can be there for couples struggling with such a hard thing to go through, Lord. God, we love you, and I just give you all the honor and praise today. Mm-hmm. And, and Father, I do thank you for the opportunity for us to uh, look at uh, the topics and consider the to- topics we'll be looking at today. Thank you for the fact that you've called us as a church to to boldly hear your word and walk in its wisdom, its power, and its grace. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you've let us know. You called us to, amongst other things, uh, to not murder. You've called us to stand for life. You've called us to choose life. Help us to recognize, Lord, that that's a serious calling, a serious commandment you lay before us. Help us to know, Lord, and then to grow an understanding of the fact that every life to you is precious. Every life is a life that you sent to the world as a gift to the world. Help us to grow an understanding of the fact that for that reason, every life made in your image is an important gift to be considered important and significant. Lord, stir us as the church to have your mind, your heart, your perspective, and help us to boldly be the witnesses you would have us to be uh, for the concerns of life. We thank you and we praise you. And thank you again for all the things that many listeners have learned during the Sanctity of Human Life Month as well. But Lord, help us to know, Lord, that we're on an ongoing basis needed to grow an understanding, a better understanding of these issues from a life perspective. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guests today are Kendra White and Ann Cockrell, hosts of the radio broadcast here on American Family Radio, Hannah's Heart. Kendra and Ann, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about the ministry of Hannah's Heart, how can they do that? You can email us at hannahsheart at afa.net, and we love, love to get your prayer requests. We uh, pray over those, and we'd love to reach out to you. All right. Thanks so much. And we're going to pick up with a uh, very critical topic related to the work and the ministry of Hannah's Heart on the other side of the break. We'll be right back.
music of Mendisa with God speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guests today are Ann Cockrell and Kendra White of the radio broadcast Hannah's Heart here on American Family Radio. And uh, Kendra and Ann, uh, to jump right into the topic we're looking at, I want to mention some words, some big words our listeners <laughs> may or may not know, but words like in vitro fertilization, snowflake, snowflake adoptions, and a book <laughs> and a book entitled A Snowflake Named Hannah. All of those relate to what we're talking about. So I'm going to let you all just jump right in and uh, share with our listeners what you all had on your heart to talk about today. Yeah, well, we just finished January, which is Sanctity of Human Life Month. And um, one of the ways that infertility can relate to um, this topic, um, back when the Roe v. Raid reversal was passed, um, a lot of people started talking about how... Um, oh my goodness, are, is in vitro fertilization going to be outlawed? Are we not going to be able to do that anymore? And Ann and I were like, what are y'all even talking about? And they were, in a sense, kind of accusing pro-lifers of trying to stop fertility treatments. So we had to st- kind of look into this topic. Yeah. Um, in fact, my dad sent me an article that just was released in December of this year, um, USA Today, and they were essentially blaming pro-lifers for having a double standard. Oh, you say you're pro-life, but you're stopping couples from having babies. Why are we against this? So the question really comes up of, first of all, what is in vitro fertilization and how should a Christian rightly think about fertility treatments? And so um, first, let's just back up the history of what in vitro fertilization is. Um, In, I think it was 1978 was the first time that a doctor went in and he took one egg out of a woman and in a little petri dish um, fertilized it with one sperm from the father then they um, put that back in the woman and nine months later miraculously a child came Hmm. this was the first time this had ever been done in the scientific community 1978 1978 Hmm. now they actually did it i think laparoscopically like the way that so it was a it was a rough surgery surgery. (laughs) yeah it was not easy so I guess IVF, um, once they realized they could do that, it started evolving from that process um, until they realized, oh, well, if we give some fertility medication to this woman, we can make her produce multiple eggs. So while we go in, um, we can get several and we can try to fertilize them. And then maybe some of them will um, become an embryo and some of them won't, but we have more chances. So then they found they could do that by giving even more fertility drugs, they could maybe create 9, 10, 15, 20 eggs and and do that process. So first, just to kind of back up, I think when we're talking about what a biblical worldview on fertility treatments looks like, God is the author of life. Um, He is pro-life. This was his idea. And it was his, his desire for families to be fruitful and multiply. The desire to have a biological child is not a wrong desire. It's very natural. And I don't think there's anything in scripture that would speak against having medical help um, because we, you know, infertility is the result of living in a fallen and broken world um, because of Adam and Eve's sin that affects all mankind. It's not necessarily the direct fault of of a couple. But because we live in a broken world, um, just like um, I think Anne used this example on a, a show and it stuck with me. Like if you have cancer or if you have a heart attack, you know, if you have a weak heart, you are going to go to the doctor and get medication to help you with that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
similarly, there are medications that can help um, couples struggling with infertility. So the, the way this life issue comes in is as doctors started saying, oh, we can create life in this Petri dish um, and let's have more chances. They did not view that life that they were creating as a life. This mm. is a big deal yeah. for believers because if you believe that life begins at conception, then that life is created in the image and glory of God and has value from the moment of conception. So what typically happens in many protocols for IVF is that um, they will take as, get as many eggs as they can. They will fertilize as many as they can. Um, some of them will take. So let's say there's a couple that ends up, um, they get 17 eggs, they fertilize them and 12 of them become embryos. Mm. So then they implant two of them and maybe it doesn't work. They go back and they pl- implant two more and they, the couple gets pregnant and they have twins and they're like, Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Um, then they go back two, three years later and they say, we'd like another one. And um, what they do with the rest of these embryos is they freeze them. They're able to stall the process um, mm-hmm. and literally freeze them. And they might go back, they get a few more and they continue building their family. And then several years down the road, they have four children and bills to pay and life is crazy. And they're left with maybe four or five embryos left, maybe more, maybe 10 that are still in the freezer. And now comes the problem that I think as Christians, we cannot ignore what is going to happen with those lives after they've been created. And there's a couple options. Do you want to talk about those options, Anne, of what they can do with frozen embryos? Sure. There's three options that you have. One, The most common option is, from what I understand, to keep them frozen. So they can just keep them frozen and keep paying (laughs) a hefty fee to do that. And then if you can't pay that fee anymore, you know, that they discard those embryos, those Mm -hmm. babies. And it's literally, they just, from what I understand, they just wash them down the drain. So you have the option to try to keep them frozen for as long as you can or need. And then you have another option where they can be adopted, which Mm -hmm. is wonderful. And you mentioned the book, The Snowflake Named Hannah. And we've actually had Hannah and her mom on our program to talk about what that means. Hannah was actually the first adopted snowflake um, ever. And Mm -hmm. so she was brand new, you know, made this whole Thing. It just, it's just crazy for me to think like her mom from what I understand and you need to go back and listen to her mom's testimony on the show because they were talking like this isn't going to happen for you this is and then her mom was describing why she didn't feel comfortable doing IVF kind of like what the things that we're talking about and she was like well if there's all these embryos because as of 2020 there was over 600,000 embryos frozen mm-hmm. as of the mm-hmm. numbers now there's around a million that we know wow. of that are frozen mm. so um, a million embryos that need to be adopted or that that may not don't need to be adopted plan. don't have a plan as of right now mm-hmm. and so her mom was like I'll adopt an embryo how do we do this and she has no biological connection no biological connection mm-hmm. and the doctor's like what do you mean adopt an embryo? And she was like, if you can, I mean, if it works the same way as taking his and my, you know, whatever, you know, like we, we want to try this. And so long story short, there's Hannah now and she's in her twenties now. I can't remember if she's mm-hmm. 23, 24. Um, but anyway, they, if, if you could point anybody one to a resource, they 
did that through um, nightlight Christian services, and they actually coined the term snowflake adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're frozen. The because they're frozen when you adopt them and then when you transfer. Um, so, and then, okay, what was I saying? So the third option is just that you can discard yeah, them. So yeah. you can freeze them. You can, oh, and you can donate them to science. Donate them, which is basically, in my opinion, still discarding them. Right. But you can mm. use them for science. So, um, which that is where we do have a problem with, as Christians, when are we going to say, that, hey, this isn't okay, that we're not being mm-hmm. responsible with these lives that we are creating. You know, like mm-hmm. what is life if it continues yeah. to stay frozen yeah um and then yeah us just discarding these babies because we don't need them you know we've got in our family that and we feel like is complete now a couple important things to i think bring into the discussion here is that mm-hmm. first of all not every couple that does IVF does it this way right Mm -hmm. there are ways that are life affirming and there are couples who say we're only going to create as many um, frozen embryos as we are able to have in our family Mm -hmm. or there's some couples that say you know what we're going to do a natural cycle IVF which is basically just doing making one at a time you Mm -hmm. know and having to go through that process so there are other protocols that are available that couples need to be aware of but what I think is important Um, is that as Christians, we cannot choose to um, remain ignorant on this Mm -hmm. topic. If you're a couple who's struggling with infertility, it's not okay to say, I don't really know what they're doing back there in that clinic. I just want a baby. I just want a baby. We're just going to keep moving forward. If you have that check in in your heart, um, you need to ask doctors questions about what are you doing, and you need to read the Word of God and see if it lines up with Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a huge truth for us to be mindful of as it relates to any and everything we do is, of course, God. the counsel of God's Word is always accurate, it's always reliable, and we can always be guided by it. Well, again, bottom line, li- bottom line going again, one, one of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. Right. You, taint, you don't take human life, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, in the form of an embryo, or a full-grown person, you don't take human life. And so it's not as complicated as people want to try to say mm-hmm. because of the point, just like you mentioned, Kendra, that there are those who they're not trying to get multiple, multiple frozen embryos. They're doing it one mm-hmm. one child at a and time. And there are right? some that seriously do go into this not realizing because they are told, oh, it's not life. So there might mm-hmm. be someone listening who right now is feeling grief of, I didn't realize even what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, our God is a very forgiving, loving God. But if you are getting ready to make a decision right. about this, I think it's important that you do it with your eyes open and knowing what's happening. I'm going to ask if each of you just really pray for listeners because many different people might be in different places in, their, in terms of how they want to react to what they're learning about mm-hmm. or how they feel like God wants them to move forward because there may be those who are in the midst of, as you said, pre- considering uh, in vitro fertilization, uh, adoption or something to that effect. Would you all just pray whatever's on your heart for believers to react in a way that they glorify God in their actions? Mm-hmm. Father God, I thank you that we can come to you with honesty. We can approach your throne of grace with confidence um, and that you can give us mercy. Um, But I also thank you, that, Lord, that your word is like a sword, a double-edged sword that can penetrate our soul and spirit and divide joints and marrow. You can cut 
into the quick of our heart and know our intentions and know our fears. Um, and I, I ask that um, for all of us, Lord, you would allow us to be sensitive to the conviction of your Holy Spirit, that we would not be moved by emotion or feeling, but we would be led by your word. I thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light to our path, Lord, that even if there's a couple right now who's even in the middle of an IVF cycle, they are in the middle of shots and medication and they're hearing this and they do not know how to respond. I thank you that in the midst of our hot mess, you can come in and you can shed light and you can give wisdom to those that ask. And I pray that you would do that, Lord. Father, I come to you just to pray for the couple that's listening right now or the lady who's listening or the husband who's listening and they need to be acknowledged, God. I just come to you just to acknowledge them and I just pray to lift up their hurting hearts and souls right now because this is so hard to walk through and the thought of now that we're trying to figure out, like, is this even holy to do, God, that that adds a whole new aspect of um, what what we need to figure out. Well, there's already so many terms to figure out doing IVF and walking through infertility. And then now to let's add a spiritual realm to this, Lord. But but it is. It is spiritual, God. It's spiritual and physical and mental and emotional, Lord. And so I just pray for these couples. I pray that you give them wisdom. I pray that you keep the enemy from them, God. And um, I just pray that they will stand bold for life and for truth. And even though it is so tempting, just be like, I just want a baby. And I, the more, the merrier, God, because then we have more chances. So please... Um, just make it happen, Lord. I, I just pray that um, that couple will just seek you first mm-hmm. and know, God, that you know their heart more mm-hmm. than they know their heart themselves, Lord. And so I just pray that you bless them and you comfort them and you just let them know I'm going to be right there with you on the hard days and even the time that you say, hey, we're not going to do this because this is not life affirming. God, I just pray that you'll be with the doctors, Lord, who are Christians. God, I pray that you help them to stand up and say, hey, this is where we're going to stop doing whatever it needs to be done so we can make sure that we're not creating life that we're not going to use, God. God, we love you and in your name I pray. And Father, to thank you for every listener. Thank you for the opportunity you give us all just to seek to honor you in the way we carry ourselves forward. Father, thank you, Lord, for the many doctors that are involved in the work of in vitro fertilization. Lord, we ask that you'd help us as a church to know how to share the wisdom, the counsel, to preach and teach so that even the doctors involved will know what honors you, what doesn't honor you, what glorifies you, what does not glorify you. And more and more help the doctors and those in the medical field to seek to do what lines up with your word and your will and your counsel. And help us as the church to never feel like we're it's okay to be ignorant, to think that, well, this is not my issue, my problem, my concern. Help us to know, Lord, that every area of life in, in, in either direct statement or in principle is covered and is to be addressed by your word and your wisdom. We thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guests today are Kendra White and Ann Cockrell, the hosts of the radio broadcast, Hannah's Heart. We'll be right back.
Music from Covenant Church with My Heart Cries. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guests today are Kendra White and Ann Cockrell, the hosts of the radio broadcast here on American Family Radio, Hannah's Heart. And we've been talking about a number of pro-life issues that relate to the topic of in vitro fertilization. And so... Uh, one more time, though, if someone wants to get in touch with you, Anne or Kendra, ask questions or just learn more about this topic or Hannah's Heart, how can they do that? They can do that by social media, Facebook and Instagram, or email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. All right. Okay, now you were going to share, you all were going to share about a couple that adopted, I think, a couple embryos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, this is how I actually heard about snowflake adoption. I have some friends from college that, um, like, I saw on Facebook a news story that came about them, and they um, they were not able to conceive naturally, and um, both, like, these are the kinds of people that you're like, they were made to be parents. Like, they are phenomenal parents, and they um, had just really opened up their hearts and prayed about different um, options, and um, the Lord led them to do foster care, and they ended up adopting, and along the same time, they God also led them to do snowflake adoption, mm-hmm. and so they went to um, Knoxville, Tennessee. This is actually the clinic that my husband and I um, got to, to work with. It's a, um, if anyone's interested it's called the national embryo donation center um and it's a christian ministry that um has been responding to this this issue of there being so many extra frozen embryos and if anybody here is listening i encourage you to go back to listen to the beginning of this podcast we kind of break down um what is an ivf protocol that is consistent with the biblical worldview and also how um how is this treatment being used to create additional frozen embryos, which are babies, that there's no plan for how to use them afterwards? So anyways, the Hancock family um, was on Hannah's heart. They adopted a little snowflake baby and um, then went back and did it again. Mm-hmm. And so they have two children that um, I'm, I couldn't tell you how old they are right now, but I want to say it was like 20 years that mm-hmm. they were frozen. Wow. Um, a long time that these babies had been waiting for a home. And I just love um, snowflake adoption. I think is such a creative way that God might open somebody's heart that they desire to experience the miracle of life happening within them. Um, But maybe if if they're not able to have a child on their own, this might be something that they would consider because, um, I mean, I think every woman... Who, your body is is designed to be able to have little feet kicking mm-hmm. inside of you. And mm-hmm. that's all, although obviously pregnancy comes with a lot of challenges sure. as well. It's also such a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so it can also um, just be a creative way for God to meet that, that desire of your heart. So they adopted two snowflake yeah. babies. Baby. So those babies are actually 20 years older than they actually. Right? <laughs> she actually told us that, um, she's like, my daughter has like an old soul personality. <laughs> like she really does. I'm like, that's, I wonder if that's true of a lot of snowflake babies. I would be interested to know because uh, I think it was yeah. in November, the oldest snowflakes were born that they, mm-hmm. so I say, I say the yeah. oldest. It was, the I think it was a, rec- the, a record. Yeah that the oldest that had been frozen were born. They had been frozen for 30 years. Mm-hmm. It was twins. And a Christian couple just felt like the Lord leading them 
to adopt snowflakes. They did not struggle with infertility. They had four biological children, and they just felt the need to help out with this situation. And so they adopted twins. They called and said we, we would want um, embryos that might not have the chance to be adopted because the longer they're frozen, I guess, the, long, the more problems that could occur. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And so that's why they got these twins, and the twins were born. It was either October or November of 2020. So they're alive and doing well, but Mm. they were conceived 30 years ago. That, like, you don't have to struggle with infertility to consider snowflake adoption. Right, right. You might just have a heart to give those babies a chance to have a family. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot of science fiction sort of it movies. Does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I do think it's important because this, the topic of science can shroud what we're really talking about here. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that's helpful in this conversation is to refer to a frozen embryo as an unborn baby mm-hmm. because right. um, language is important, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. When you, what's the term? Zygote? Zygote, people, yeah. You know, when you try to sometimes put some of these scientific terms on it, it mm-hmm. separates you emotionally yeah. from the situation. Mm-hmm. And I will say legally right now in America, um, if you do want to, we we have been using the term adopt a frozen yeah. embryo, yeah. Mm-hmm. but legally it is a trans, it's considered a transfer of property. Yeah. They are considered property the way that mm-hmm. this is handled, um, which I mean, that's a <laughs> sounds very cold. It is very <laughs> cold, but your property, you're not a human being, right? Your property. That's what I think um, they referred to the nightlight Christian services that I mentioned earlier that coined the term snowflake. Mm-hmm. They're, I think, the first ones that started the actual adoption mm-hmm. process, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, that you had to do a home study just like you would if you were adopting an already born child. Mm-hmm. You had to do an interview. You had to get references. This is what you have to do to adopt a snowflake. And some people, I feel like, might be like, why? These babies, you know, they need to be rescued. But the same with children need to be adopted. But, of course, you know, I It needs to be a healthy home. Feel, right. I feel <laughs> like that's something that's awesome that they're making people do, even though legally in America it's looked at as property. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the course of our broadcast today, uh, we've covered a lot of topics. And <laughs> that's a huge uh, set of topics, to be quite honest. But... Before we run out of time, I'm going to ask if you all, whatever's on your heart to pray for listeners, because again, there are those who are, might be thinking that they want to consider adoption or some that want to look into in vitro fertilization because they never even knew about it. So whatever's on your heart, again, both Anne and Kendra to pray for before our time runs out, please do at this time. Well, Lord, I just pray that you would help um, anyone listening to let go of their expectations, to let go of their needs and... Um, even their family's expectations for them, that they would not be driven um, by those things, but by a desire to be obedient to you. And I thank you, Lord, that anytime we obey you, um, there is a reward. Um, And that reward is that we are in right relationship with you and that you pour into us your love, your joy, and your peace just by having your presence in our life. And Um, Lord, I know that it's tempting for couples to sometimes come to this topic and think, um, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission because then I can go ahead and do what I want and get what I want. But Lord, we know that that is sinful thinking. And I pray for for any couples that have yet to make a decision um, that, that they would 
really submit their heart to your word. And for those that have already perhaps made um, decisions or are in the midst of it, maybe that they would consider donating if they have extra <laughs> um frozen embryos that they don't know what to do with it. They would consider donating them to godly homes that can, can adopt them. Um, and I just, I pray for your wisdom to, to guide them through this process for anybody too, Lord, that's hearing this and maybe, maybe is even prickling up right now. Like they just feel opposed to what we are saying, um, or they feel judged Lord. It is, it is not our, um, job to dredge, but just to bring your word before them. And it's your Holy Spirit's job to work in hearts. And I pray that you would you would move on hearts in a way that only you can. Um, and uh, I thank you, Lord. God, I come to you um, just once again for the couples who are struggling with infertility, Lord. I, I pray that they come to a point where they can grieve the life that they thought that they would be living right Mm -hmm. now. I know that I had to do that. I had to come, I I had pictured my life looking differently at the age that I was. And um, I really thought that you would have given me a baby by the age of 29 and all those things that we come up with that we think we deserve as, Mm. uh, as people that we don't God, God, children are such a blessing and your word says it over and over again. And so I just pray for the couple right now who thought that their life would look different where they are. I pray that they give themselves a chance to grieve um, what they feel like they're missing out on, God. And I do mm. pray if if this is something that a couple should do to adopt an embryo, to adopt a baby, God, mm-hmm. um, but to still allow a woman to feel what it feels like to be pregnant and to bring life into your world, God, I pray that you'll soften their hearts mm-hmm. to this topic right now, God, and I just pray that you will give them wisdom and insight to possibly um, look out to these resources that we've mentioned on today's show, God, and um, just to learn more about this topic. This might be brand new to them. I know I didn't know much about this topic just a few months ago, and so um, I just pray for them, God. God, we love you, and in your name I pray. Can I add one more thing, Pastor Parker? Lord, we, we, we pray that also every single one of those babies that are frozen, every one of the nearly one million, um, that you would provide homes for them. Lord, that they would be given the chance to, to go to godly couples um, and to become world changers. <laughs> Lord, we know that you value those lives and you see those lives as important and created in your image. And Father, to thank you for the opportunity for us as the church to be about the work you've called us to in seeking to live a life where we glorify you, where we speak truth and we proclaim truth to a world that's so full of darkness. Help us to be about your business faithfully and boldly. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, we have a, maybe a couple more minutes before our time runs out. Share one more time. If someone wants to get in touch with you all, how they can do that? You can reach us at Hannah's Heart at afa.net. You can also listen to our podcast on the AFR website. Just click on the podcast page there or YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> A little bit of everything. Okay. Okay, then. And a question, maybe if uh, if someone needed to ask a question or two before they just kind of dive into this, what would be some of those questions? Yeah, so like if a couple's deciding to do fertility treatments, I would pray first and write down what your goals are and ask the Lord to help you set those goals and know what your limitations are. Um, Your limitations, the first one that's going to come to your mind is finances because fertility treatments are so expensive. And this is something 
Um, you need to pray about not going into into debt or having to sell your home in order to do this. But um, but trusting ultimately that if this is what the Lord has called you to, He can He can provide. Um, but another limited resource for couples would be your emotional strength. Um, fertility treatments take a lot out of you. So both of you deciding, you know, there's going to be a point at which if we're so exhausted, we can't keep going. Um, obviously, you need to make sure that you guys are on the same page together um, mm-hmm. and ultimately that your decisions are um, through a biblical worldview that you are not murdering, that, that life is important. Right, right. Well, thank you so much, Ann and Kendra, for being with us today. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there might might have been something that was mentioned or things that were mentioned that Maybe you've made you feel maybe guilty or feeling like maybe you've gone down a wrong road or made some decisions that you shouldn't have made. But keep in mind, Jesus really is the answer to everything. If you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and desire to make that step today, today is a good day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step and invite Christ to come into your heart to forgive you, to make you brand new, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live the rest of my life following you and honoring you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we want very much to be in touch with you. I'd like to email you, share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's Joseph at AFR.net. Ann and Kendra, thank you all so much again for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And one more time, if someone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? They can email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. That's where we like to get prayer requests, and people have even reached out about show, show suggestions there. So we appreciate that. All right. And one more time, if someone wants to hear Hannah's Heart, when can, when can they hear? They can hear us live or on the radio Saturdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. All right. Thank you, Ann and Kendra, again. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.